Hey, 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 y'all. Good morning. Good morning. I hope that y'all are doing well. This is your girl, Tanetta, of course. I'm here with the video this morning to talk about the wealth gap. Um, and of course, it's Black History Month, so happy Black History Month. I know I'm about a week late, but that's okay. But like I said, I definitely want to make sure that I did this video today to, of course, to address something that I've always had issues with. And I'm sure other Black folks, of course, have issues with as well. But I do have some solutions, of course, towards the end that we can, of course, start working on to, of course, close this wealth gap. And if you're wondering what in the world is the wealth gap, the wealth gap is the gap between um, if you're looking at like a race, an actual running race, um, you'll see there's whites, there's Asians, there's blacks, there's um, Hispanics or in those types. Just put those four on those. Um, white folks are way far ahead. I believe they're Asians and whites, of course, are up there at the top. I'll put it that way. But blacks and um the Hispanics are way far behind. It says for every $1 a white American has, the black American has about 17 cents. Um, so it could be a little bit less, it could be a little bit more, but like I said, about 17 cents for every dollar that every white person has. And like I said, that's been something that has plagued our communities for years. Even in this, of course, slavery, of course, was back when the first, every, we all got to this country, I guess I put it that way, or most of us got to this country, um, of course, that robbed a lot of black Americans um, the ability to create the wealth and pass it on to their next generations and those types of things. Of course, we all know we all read the history books and have been in school, of course, or most of us have. I think hope most of us have read the history books and know what happened back then. But of course, blacks were enslaved. Um, many whites, of course, were, of course, the, the slave masters. And of course, that's who controlled all the wealth. They didn't allow their slaves to, of course, read, write, even though some still did learn anyway but read and write or create the businesses, that type of thing. The only way they got a chance to do that was when they escaped or uh, went north or somewhere else instead of being in the south where all the slavery was, I guess I put it that way. But like I said, definitely a lot of them still did not know, of course, like I said, how to read, to write, those types of things. Even in the emancipation, of course, yes, of course, blacks were emancipated and those types of things. But I believe it took, what, another year, year and a half in order for us to know that, I guess I put it that way, and to find out and to figure out that we weren't slaves anymore. Um, but like I said, definitely those were the, were the kind of things that happened back then. And I also want to say that um, blacks, some blacks, of course, did own property back then, just, just to let you all know that some did. Um, but I know for a fact that um, white families, uh, who we, I don't know names offhand. I know some of the other big companies and stuff like that, some may be on black owned property back in the past i'm sure but like i said some of those families of course took our land um and forced, and forced us out in those types of things forced us to other areas and those types of things as well so i'm sure some of the properties and the houses and all those types of things that white families may have been passing down from generation to generation i'm pretty sure there's something that some of them i can't i don't know the percentage but i'm pretty sure that some of those properties were black owned properties at some point and i guess i put it that way i just want to put that out there as well but like i said get back into this into this wealth gap with all those things going on back in and y'all that's the trash people coming on <laughs> Hopefully y'all can still hear me, but like I said, with all those things going on with the slavery and the taking of the land and not able to read and write and taking our businesses. And as y'all may have heard, of course, I'm sure some of y'all, all of y'all should have heard about the, um, um, the black wall streets that we had back in the days and that kind of thing as well. How white folks came and burned them down, uh, pushed forces out of that too, I guess I put it that way. Um, so like I said, we've tried to, of course, create these kind of um, this kind of wealth and every time we create it, it keeps being taken from us, stolen from us, or burned down from us, I guess I put it that way. And at some point we have to get smart as black Americans 
I know some, of course, are, are, are progressing farther and that type of thing in life, and that is awesome. But, the, but for the majority of um, the black Americans, many of us aren't. Yes, we may have a job or that kind of thing, but it's still, as we all know that, discrimination has always happened in the workplace too. Um, and of course, a lot of times we are paid less than our white counterparts. Even if that white counterpart comes in just out of school, don't have any experience, they usually they still get paid more than us black people. I guess I put it that black and brown too. I put it that way. So like I said, again, the wealth gap, meaning that whites or whites and of course Asians are as well, farther ahead of course than us black folks. Like I said before, for every one dollar for the white family, a black family or black American would have about 17 cents, so keep that in mind. And like I said, the ongoing discrimination, the structural inequality, and of course the biases across our institutions have historically created, like I said, the disparities in the areas of employment, education, and home ownership. And with employment, I would say business ownership as well. And like I said, many black families, as I know, because my family was included, I, I didn't begin with having a house to a course um, that was passed down in our family or that type of thing. Um, I didn't begin life with, um, of course, any grandparents or anyone that may have passed away. They had insurance policies that we had money in the bank, I guess I put it that way. And like I said, those are things that we have to look at that we can, of course, improve on. Yes, while there's um, discrimination, while there's uh, inequalities and all these types of areas, the workplace, the home ownership and those types of things, we can still band together to get some of these things, even if it's just one house for the whole entire hundred folk family, wh whichever the case may be. But like I said, we, we can definitely band together to get those things. And I'll talk about those things a little bit later. So I got three things that we can, of course, improve on to, of course, help close that wealth gap. But like I said, starting off in life for many black Americans, we're living in poverty. We don't have bank accounts. We don't have a house that was handed down to us. We're starting from scratch a lot of times. And like I said, that that's I've seen that time and time again. And I know before I was born, I'm sure it was the same way as well, time and time again. We're starting from scratch. We have nothing. We're starting from whatever we have, whatever kind of job we can put together, whatever kind of house or apartment we, well, I guess apartment we can find, those types of things in order to, of course, raise our families in. And most times, of course, as you're working, 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 stress, 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 and all you can do is work, work, work. And you, sometimes, well, though, back then, the families did not have enough um, time in the day to even try to figure out how to create better wealth. Even though we have the internet stuff like that now, that makes it easier for us. Back then, they didn't have that. We just got the internet when I was in college, when I started college, back in the late 90s, actually. That's when I first heard of Facebook and online stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it, the internet has not been around for those many years. But like I said, I'll get into that in a few. So let me go ahead and get into um, some of the ways that um, black folks, like I said, can close that um, can close that wealth gap. Because I'm almost getting into it now, but let me go ahead and get into it. Number one, <clears throat> yes. Um, I know I mentioned the jobs before. Yes, okay, yes, definitely have a job. It teaches you different um, skills and, um, and and it teaches you what you want to do and what you don't want to do as well. But it does, but it can, of course, teach you skills that you can transfer into a business. Always remember that. I don't care if it's McDonald's. I don't care if it's an office job. I don't care if it's a, you're working in a hospital, whatever it is. All those, um, all the, the, the skills that you know, the speaking skills, the they helping people and how you, and how you build rapport, those kind of things that can definitely help you create a business. So, like I said, my the first thing is creating more black-owned businesses that we need in our communities, especially when it comes to the um, the grocery stores, the doctors' offices, the dentist offices, the banks, and things like that. Like I said, back in those black Wall Streets, they had all those things: cleaners, um, restaurants, bakers. They had all those things: financial persons, accountants. 
whatever you can think of, vets, all those types of things, car um, dealers, they had all those things. And like I said, back then, a lot of those things were burned down. The um, only one that I know of, that well, the only place that I know of that's really thriving with the black businesses and that kind of thing is Atlanta. And like I said, that's more of a rarity for us in the U.S., it seems like. But but like I said, we can create more of those Atlantas across this this whole entire country. I'm pretty sure of that. And like I said, is yes, we can have a job and that kind of thing. But the main thing I want to put across is making sure that the business is what's more important for our generations in order to, of course, to create that wealth. The job, will only, we, all, we all know that the job will only get us so far. As I just said, the usually blacks are paid a lot less than, 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 than the white counterparts in the workplace. And the brown ones, we are all paid a lot less than that. No matter how much experience we have, we can have 45, well, not 45, but 20 years of experience. Here comes someone, um, Caucasian, getting out of school first, because I've seen it happen. Getting a job, they, they're making 10, 15,000 more than I was. And like I said, it's definitely, that happens all the time. And sometimes it's a lot more than that, depending on what kind of, um, business you're working in and what kind of industry you're working in but just know that black owned businesses is what we need to put our uh, put our focus on yes keep the job to pay your bills right now that kind of thing that's your investor into your business as well with, with the skills that you're learning at that job and then of course the leftover income to of course invest into a business but like i said we do need those infrastructure type businesses not just yes the, the food businesses are fine and dandy because i know everybody has their own skills and abilities but I know that in other races and other families, those kids are raised to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to go into, um, I don't know, owning a stock market or whatever it is. I don't know. But like I said, other families, they raise their kids to go into certain industries to keep that, like I said, that generational wealth. And of course, keep that knowledge and that information within their family. As you see in, in the music business, the Jewish, they own that business, I guess, the music and, and I guess, and the entertainment industry, I guess to put it that way as well. Like I said, those are things that we have to start, be, be, I guess, being, being accountable for as well. We're the ones who, of course, creating all the music and a lot of the movies and this type of thing. There's no reason why Tyler Perry should be the only person that's owning a, I think, Tyler Perry and Oprah, I guess, a, a movie studio, movie or entertainment studio. There should be more than that, considering how many of us are inside that business and how many of us are, are always seeming to have issues within the business, not being paid more, I mean, not being paid equal to their to their white counterparts as well. It's the same thing in that industry, the similar thing. And like I said, when we, when we were creating these businesses, like I said, we have to sometimes guide our kids. And we know that we have a kid that's smart in science or a kid that's, um, I don't know, love the law and love to look at law shows and stuff like that. Guide that child into that law field or that medical field. Or the child, of course, it's a musical genius growing up, that kind of thing. Got that child into owning their own music production company or music business or however that, that, that should go. Like I said, we see these things within our kids and our youth and that kind of thing. We have to guide them and guide ourselves as well. We know what kind of skills and abilities we have. We have black folks, I know that we do, that, that, that love finances and that love um, the stock market, investing and all those types of things. Like I said, there's no reason why um, they can't create a bank together, I guess I put it that way. Uh, but like I said, definitely we have to create more infrastructural businesses, black businesses, like I said, that will help close that wealth gap. So number two, home ownership. Like I said before, back in the day, yes, slavery times. After that, yes, some black folks did have property, did have land, got some of that, but it was taken away by, of course, the the other, I guess, the whites and all those, ty those types of things back then. Whites and whoever else took our land. Um, and forced out of the homes and those types of things, clan to uh, 
burning crosses, all types of stuff. Families had to move, all types of stuff going on like that, racism and, and discrimination. And like I said, we have we didn't have a lot of, some people may have, but a majority of us did not have homes to pass down from generation to generation at all. And it's just starting in this generation. I guess I put it that way. But just keep in mind that, of course, owning a home, even if it's the only home that your whole family got, and it's just one home, Everybody doesn't have a house if, if y'all can't afford it. But I'm sure you all can band together, save some money, and buy one doggone house. Somebody along somewhere along the line, and I'll get into that in a moment, have to be talked about credit as well. But I know there's one person in the family that has some type of credit that I guess that, that they can even put towards the house. I guess I put it that way. To even help them get the home. They have the qualifications for that, even if it's just the one house that your whole family have, at least it's yours, I guess I put it that way. And it's something that you all can pass down from generation to generation. Even if it's starting in this generation, that is fine. But like I said, I know we didn't have all that in the, in the past and that it, I know with all the discrimination and housing and all those types of things as well, I, I know that that also comes into play. But let's keep in mind, build up, if, if it only takes just one person in your family, build that person up to a course so they can get the house. It can go on their name, however you want to put it. Like I said, there's one person in the family who has good credit, a better job. Um, somebody else has an income coming up in that as well that can add to the income on, on that loan if you need. Like I said, you can build that person up in order to have that household so that you can start passing that house down to the younger generation. And people can start living there and that type of thing as well, keeping it up, paying the taxes and all those types of things as well. Like I said, there's no reason why we can't do that. Other races do that. Other races will make sure that, um, especially when it comes to Asians and stuff like that, they'll make sure that they're, um, they all, of course, stand together, 15 folks in the house. Everybody got jobs, trying to get a car, people are saving for houses, that kind of thing. They allow those types of things. And they build people up in order to, of course, so they can get those things, the houses and the cars and start their life. We have to get smart with the things that we're doing as well. We can do these things as well. There's no reason why we couldn't. Unless your ego and everything else is getting in the way, that's the only thing that'll stop that. Ego, mad at somebody, don't care about this person anymore, all this kind of stuff, can't forgive nobody. All those things will come into play, especially if you're not trying to, of course, like I said, to, to make amends with people. I guess I put it that way. There's no reason why we can't do this in our own families. And like I said, we have to be smarter about these things. Not just, of course, oh, they have a house or they can keep it, this kind of thing. Or I see the white folks have a house. I see whoever it is got a house. Why can't we have one? You can get one. Y'all band together and buy a house. And you actually don't even have to get a loan. Y'all can save up enough money to just buy a house. Then let's go ahead and buy the house. You don't need to do anything else. But, of course, you still have to keep up the taxes every year. Because I've seen houses, especially in our black communities, get taken down and taken away because the taxes were either not paid or they skyrocketed so much the families couldn't even afford them anymore. We have to do those things. We have to keep track of those things. Not anybody else. Not a, not the city hall who sent us letters every year in the mail to say these taxes are due. We have to keep, a, keep track of those things. <clears throat> and the last thing, I put education. Education and finances. This includes a lot when it comes to investing, when it comes to um, credit, when it comes to insurance policies, just the education about business too in general. A lot of times when, of course, I know we have had black owned businesses, but a lot of times those businesses close down because the folks who own them have not, of course, tried to groom somebody in the family to, of course, take over that business when they pass away. And that's our fault. 
I know there's other races, I've seen it, grooming the kids to, of course, take over this family restaurant or the family um, accounting business or the family music business, whatever it is, when they pass away, they, they're already grooming their kids for, or at least one child for that. And we have to get smarter with those things. There's no reason why we don't even have a lot. I see a lot of white-owned restaurants that, that's been around for 50, 60, 70, 100 years. There's only a few black ones. It doesn't, it's a fraction of the number of white businesses that even exist today. There's no reason why that should be even going on. We have to be smart about our stuff and not just say, oh, because the, these kids are interested, they, they don't want to take over the family business. Did you ask them? Ask them and start grooming the kid when they're little, four or five years old, teaching them how to cook in the kitchen if you have a restaurant, teaching them about, about numbers and stocks and that kind of thing if they're five, six years old. Kids can learn that kind of stuff. If that's what you want to train up and raise up in your family, start doing that. Like I said, we need businesses that, that that's going to create infrastructure in our own communities. And like I said about the credit, we have to get smarter than, smart with the credit as well. A lot of times, and I've seen this over and over again, a lot of the kids I used to work with, families I used to work with, parents have put light bills in their name, gas bills in their names, messed up their credit, all types of stuff. Kids can't even get a damn life started trying to get a car, trying to get an apartment because their credit's so messed up because of the junk that, 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 that their parents did to them. Putting all this stuff in their names when, when they're five, six years old. And these companies, I would assume, are smarter than that to know a five-year-old child don't, can't run a household with gas. They shouldn't have a gas bill, electric bill, car note, all this kind of stuff in their name. Come on now. But again, that's, that's our responsibility, not theirs. We're messing up, intentionally messing up our kids' credit because we have messed up ours already. There's easy ways to fix your credit. I fixed mine. There's easy, and I'll talk about that in another day. But like I said, there's easy ways to fix your credit. I think mine went from like a 450 about two years. Let me see, maybe two years ago. Now it's almost. I think it's almost close to 700 now. Paying things off, getting things done, all that kind of stuff. Making sure that I open up lines of credit, which I refused to do at first, but I had to open up some credit cards and things like that. But like I said, definitely, we have to play the game too, and we have to fix our own credit, y'all. You don't have to pay anybody to do that. Just read, just look it up and see what you need to do. Most of the time, we're just paying off our bills and putting putting all those things and then, and then taking those things off our credit. It don't take that much at all. Most of the time, we just build stuff that we owe. Pay the stuff and move on. Your numbers will go up. Your credit numbers will go up. It may not go up to seven, 800, that kind of thing, but you never know. It could go up as well. But paying those things that you own, it will go up. I mean, that, that you have in your credit, it will go up. Like I said, that's the education that we have to instill within our families and our generations that's now and, and that's coming after us. And don't just intentionally put all these bills in your kid's name and then mess, mess them up when they get older so they can't even get an apartment. Like I said, I've had that happen to a lot of young ladies that I used to work with, young ladies and young men, actually. Just sad. And like I said, those are parents want to be schemy and doing all these things. I can't say it's all parents of my saying that, but the reason why is because their credit was messed up. Nobody ever taught them. We know we have um, social media now. All this stuff is online for free on Google, Google and YouTube. There's no reason why you can't find a small, a short video or some kind of video on YouTube that says how to start fixing your credit. Or look on Google and how to, how to start fixing your credit. You'll get a thousand or well, probably a million articles actually. 
Like I said, we have to get smart about those things. And the the, the, the last thing I, I did mention, the investing. Of course, once we get the income, that kind of thing, buying stocks and all that kind of stuff. That's another thing you can always. There's books out there. There's another. That's another video you can watch. You you can just buy stocks in the stuff that you wear. Nike shoes. I don't know whatever kind of stuff you buy. You shop at Walmart. Buy stock in that. You you shop at Amazon. Buy stock in that. It don't take much to, of course, invest in the stock market. Buy the stuff that you already purchase all the time and that means that you have to download an app unless you have a broker a stock broker that kind of thing a lot of us just go through like the apps like a td ameritrade or um acorns or, or different things like that in order to of course buy stock they have many others i'm pretty sure those are the ones i have but i know they have many others but you can buy stock with those apps those apps they have videos on them to teach you how to use them you don't have to have any, well, you do have to have the money to up, I guess, to put the money in your account in order to buy the stocks. But they'll teach you how to buy stocks, what the stocks are, how to know what to buy. They'll teach you all this stuff for free. So there's no reason why nowadays we don't know how to do these things. Then the last thing I want to say is about, well, on this, on the education and finances, is about the insurance policies. Yes, there's all types of insurance policy. I'm just talking about the regular, smegular insurance policy. Term life insurance. Whole life, if you have the health for it, can you pass the physical, get that. If not, term life insurance. We, like I said before in the beginning of this video, a lot of times we, of course, especially black Americans, come into this world, we have no, no money, no house, no nothing. Or our parents don't have that, I put it that way. And they're working a job pay, paycheck to paycheck. Now, we all know that they have parents and grandparents and stuff like that. There's no reason why there, nobody had insurance policies. I have seen back when I was in St. Louis, I'm sure it happens to her too, but people outside, somebody, they got shot and killed. People outside trying to raise money on GoFundMe and trying to raise money in cans, trying to pay for somebody's funeral. There's no reason why that should ever happen at all. You don't see any other race doing anything like that but us black folks. There's no reason why Gerber insurance is starts at a damn dollar for a baby. Everybody needs to have an insurance policy, even if it's 30, 30 I guess about, I would say 25 to $30,000 or more, because I'm sure everybody wants funerals and all this type of stuff. If you want cremation, then, then, then that doesn't really matter. But you at least need to have something that you can, of course, have your funeral, have your cremation with. And then, of course, there's money left over that you left to somebody that can help, of course, pass the, the, the legacy on and to create monies for that next household. There's no reason why we shouldn't have these things, y'all. No, no reason at all. Like I said, that's something that we have to get smart with. And like I said, in my mind, which I know that these, these are these are three of the things that can, of course, help shorten that wealth gap. Like I said before, for every one dollar a white American has, um, a black or brown person has, well, black person, some black, I guess, has about seventeen cents. We have to get smart with, with the things that we're doing, y'all. And like I said, I know it's Black History Month, so I definitely want to bring on this video. I know I've talked about stuff before, but like I said, I'm giving y'all three ways to get started with things in this video. Uh, three things to think about and to get started with today, not tomorrow or anything else. Today, we have all the information online that you need to even get started. All the information is online to get started for free. To at least start something, I guess I put it that way. And I know sometimes it's, of course, our mindset too. I didn't even want to get into this in this video, but that's okay. But like I said, I know it's our mindset as well. Not having the, the hopes and the dreams that we can't do this because they've already taken it from us. We shouldn't feel that way. A lot of folks do, but, but we definitely don't have to feel that way. 
Yes, we've had Black Wall Streets burned to the ground and other stuff like that. Yes, we've had land taken in, I guess, back in, not just in slavery times, but, but now as well. We've had all those types of things happen to us. Families killed, families um, broken up, all types of things being sold to different people. We have had all those things happen to us. But we don't have to stay there at all. Like I said, that's our mindset that we have to fix in order for us to move forward. And like I said, I definitely want to bring this video to y'all today. I hope somebody listened to this. Please make sure that you share this with somebody, another black person that you know, that I'm sure all of them need to hear this information. But like I said, definitely share this with somebody today, y'all. Because like I said, there's no reason why we should be this far behind everybody else when it comes to the wealth gap or finances at all. It shouldn't be at all. So with this, y'all, again, I'm Janetta Clay. Make sure that y'all, of course, on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. And Facebook, follow me as well. I guess I put it that way. So, so like I said, y'all, with this, take care. Have a great one. And like I said, I hope that this video helped at least one person today. It better help more than that. I guess I put it that way. Not just one. But like I said, definitely make sure that y'all share this out with somebody black like me that needs to hear this. Or brown as well because they're back. They're, I think they're a little, bit, a little bit behind us too. So make sure that y'all sharing this out, y'all, because there's no reason why we cannot move ahead at all in life and cannot stay there as well, too, just like everybody else. So like I said, peace out, y'all. Have a good one. I'll see y'all in the next video.